No, I'll have you know, um, I went out to the batting cages last night. That's part of what yes. we were getting up to. I, I heard about that, um, yeah. Yeah, and um, turns out, I still have all the talent of a Little League baseball player. No kidding, dude. I that makes no, me so I, happy to hear. We got into the first cage, and it was definitely a slower pitch. It was like a 35-mile-per-hour yeah. pitch. So, like, we're, I'm sitting there, like, waiting and going. Yeah, you're probably slightly closer. Yeah, no, we, then, we then went over to the next one, which was a lot faster. And it was definitely one of those ones where, like, as we're... As it's throwing, I was like, "Oh, yeah, no, this is this is quick." Yeah, but yeah, no. I once I once I got the pacing right, I was I was clocking him pretty well. I will say this: uh, the, com- the the comment of the night was Robert sitting there going, "Not bad for a guy in flip flops." <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that over five trillion dollars exchanges hands on a daily basis? That's an average of over two hundred and twenty billion dollars an hour. Now, how does this much money move every single day, and why does it move the way it does? Here on Drunkonomics, two bartenders who also happen to be students at the University of Nebraska Graduate School of Business are going to sit down and drink to the global economy and try and translate it into English. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a stiff one, and have a drink with us to the comedy that is the global economy. And welcome back to yet another episode, yet another presentation of Drunkonomics. This is the drinking podcast with an economics problem. So glad you can all be with us today. My name is Aaron Wong, and by the power vested in the VIX because of Joe Burrow's lackluster performance on Sunday. Because I'll say of it was his receivers. Okay, fine, whatever you want to blame whomever you want. But because of, of the power vested in the VIX, I would like to welcome us all back as a more gracious host. And I'm joined alongside, of course, none other than the less gracious host, James Goldwater, back in graceless form. Yes. Well, in that case, um, you know, so glad to be drinking with you. Um, hopefully you have a nice stiff yeah. one in front of you, James, and oh, you out there do. listening as well. Hopefully you have a nice stiff one in front of you. This is cer- my voice is certainly much more enjoyable to hear after a few stiff ones. But of course, if you're about to drive somewhere, or are presently you, driving, or are presently driving, wait till you get to where you're going. Wait till you're done driving for the day or night or whatever uh, before you yeah. uh, make the responsible choice. Yeah, guys. before you have that stiff one. But yeah, I guess before we really um, get into it, um, just really fast. None of this is financial advice. We're going to talk about some really fun financial and economic topics. It's not mm-hmm. advice. It's it's just our opinions based on publicly available information. These views don't mm-hmm. reflect any any views but our own. So they're not our employers. They're not any kind of condition like that. We're not using any kind of embargoed information. If you want exactly. to figure out where we're thinking, why we're thinking, then you can check us out on our social medias. Ask us questions yep. there, and we'll get back to you with the information we're using to make up make up our minds. Um, exactly. And those are at Drunkenomical, D R U N K E N O M I C A L, and that is um, yeah. on a Instagram, Facebook, X, uh, X, yeah, until they, until they start charging. If they start charging, yeah. we will not be on X. Dude, it's so weird because it's like whenever I say X, like, hey, check us out on X. It's like I feel like I'm saying my X, you know? Yeah, it's I feel like, like it's like it's like, hey, check us out on X because we broke up. Yeah, um, <laughs> like One Direction. <laughs> oh, God. but yeah, no, check us out there, and um, you can find the invites there to our Discord which mm-hmm. is where the magic really happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, Feel free. Not just because we record there, but because uh, it's where everyone meets up and does fun stuff. I don't know. Yeah, um, exactly. And seriously, uh, thanks for the conversations there. Uh, love love what I'm seeing in the, in the Phil, and, Phil and Kill channel. Mm-hmm. And I also must say, quick disclaimer, and I hate to just kind of shove all these disclaimers at the beginning. Next week, we do have to take off. I know we're kind of scheduled for one a quarter and we had some tech issues this quarter already, but there's some work stuff going on for me next week. I, I just can't. I, I wish I could have a drink with you guys, but I just, you know, with, with work going on and travel and all that kind of stuff, I just not going to be able to join you guys. So I'm really sorry about that. But without further ado. Yeah, sorry, guys. 
without yeah. further ado, we're in it to win it now. We're in um, it to win it now. Um, how oh, about- it's, I, I guess, do we raise a glass or do we pour one out? I just, you know what? I think it's your turn to raise a glass. I think it is. I, then no, no, I, will, um, I will raise a glass to olive farmers. You guys have been, it's been hard. It's a hard year. You've got a drought. Um, but, you know, as long as your crop's coming in, you're, you, should, you should do pretty well. So for those of you that don't know, olive well, oil um, prices spiked over 100% today based mm-hmm. on the Mediterranean drought. So olive oil is joining palm oil and most other cooking oils on the very expensive list. Yes. Um, so yeah, very tough here's week. to you guys. Uh, for those farmers that aren't, you know, that, that, that aren't able to harvest a crop or, you know, it, uh, you know here's to you. Good luck, guys. It's, yeah. it's not great. Yeah, very, uh, very, very tough week for consumers. Um, very tough week for all farmers that uh, that aren't able to, you know, have, like you said, have that harvest because of the droughts. But uh, if you are able to have a full harvest, congratulations! Uh, congrats on the marginal, some good money. yeah, on the marginal revenues and all that kind of stuff. It's 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 kind of like crappy news. I hate, you know, it's it's a, it's a raise a glass, but pour one out. I don't know, like however you want to call well, it. It's, but. Yeah, it's. You can't you can't pour out olive oil at this point. It's too expensive. Like <laughs> literally. Okay, there we go. In, in that case, yeah. In that case, yeah. let's raise a glass. You know, man. Uh, I don't know how you like to cook your steak, but I like to start by like putting a little bit of oil in the pan first, and then butter later on with time, and then you know base the butter, yeah. all kind of stuff. That's fair. That's how I do it. But like, no. I, it starts with oil, and you know, if that oil part gets more, but or if I'm like doing hash browns, or if I'm doing like tacos. Oh yeah. yeah. Like you know, whenever I do tacos. I don't want to put the shell, the taco, you know, the, the tortilla in like in the oil, you know, I don't know. It sucks, but whatever. It's the way the world works now, I guess. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But I guess if that's your razor glass, my poor one out is, this is kind of old. I meant to do it last week, but I'm going to go through it now. Uh, Apple, kind of a dismal, um, dis- dismal announcement. Like the iPhone 15 was supposed to be like a huge saving grace to the stock of Apple. and the day they announced the iPhone 15, it just, <laughs> the stock price fell by like 4%. And this was like two weeks ago. So, you know, like I know I'm a little bit outdated on this right now, but I just wanted to pour one out real quick because that was, yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. I, I, I was also thoroughly entertained by them announcing a new phone and apparently everyone just going, who cares? Which to be fair, echoed me because I was sitting there going, who cares? Well, like, so this is the thing. Like, if if you're Apple and you're trying to add shareholder value and you're trying to get new investors, you're trying to egg on new investors to buy your stock. It's like, there's like, what what reason do you have to buy Apple stock? Really, you know, it's not yeah. it's not inexpensive. It, it, no. it historically, like the trading multiples, like the valuations, it's not it's not cheap. You know, you're not buying. It's not on sale by any stretch of the imagination. It's not the most expensive it's ever been. You know, from like the you know price to earnings kind of. You know, perspective. It's not the most expensive, but it's not the cheapest, and it's also the biggest company in the world. So, like, why would you like? You know, the, what's your yeah. actual reasoning for buying Apple stock? It's, aside from just like you know, aside from you just want to buy Apple. Yeah, aside from just like a passive indexing method, or I mean, it's got a decent dividend. You know, like I, I, I don't know. Like, there's no real compelling reason to buy Apple, and then they're like, okay, well, here's this phone, and it's it's going to help us gain this much market share because it's just that much better than the other products out there. And then, you know, it got brought to the market and the market was kind of like, eh, eh, who knows? This is only going to appeal to people that have the iPhone 6. You know? Yeah, like, it's, it's, that's a good pour one out. I'm, I'm, it wouldn't, I wouldn't pour olive oil out, but like no, no. a water, a vodka, who knows? A vodka? You know? uh, yeah, a Shinerbach, whatever. So 
I just thought it was pretty interesting. Like, it's just like, there's no, like, it, it, is Apple a growth of value company? Like, it, it, it can't, yeah. it's not, just looking at it, it can't, it's, it, it can't be either. It's, it's not, not really either. Yeah. So I, I love how they, they try to make the claim for value by paying a dividend, right? So you'd assume yeah. they've got a dividend, so they must be value because they're not looking for growth anymore. Yeah. Um, the biggest company in the world but, by far. But it, yeah. Like, but that doesn't really work because it's like, well, you're not, it's just because you, you're holding so much cash. What are you doing with it? And yeah. then. On the growth aspect, you're the biggest company in the world. How much more can you grow? Yeah. It's like Amazon. Like looking at Amazon, Amazon by all its metrics is a growth company. Yeah. But like, like where? Like you're not yeah. going to grow in China because you you can't compete with, with them. You know, Europe is already in. Australia, New Zealand already got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? You, you have to go into, into undeveloped markets. And I'll be honest, that's not... The supply chain isn't there for no. Amazon, so it's like, oh yeah, I mean, where it's, are you going to grow? I, I mean, like yeah. the, the developed markets. No, it's, it's start- coming. It'll come with. It'll come with time. Yeah, it's start- like developed markets. Don't get me wrong; are starting to become more promising. I think, but yeah, but it, it's you know, right right now, I I don't think it's there. You know, I we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, how long it takes for them to to start building whatever. Oh wait, no, the iPhone 15 that they announced. It's being made in India, isn't it? Isn't that? It's maybe- also being made in India. Yeah, so it's not. Oh, it's not- okay. It's not just being, um, yeah. It's not. It's not solely being made in uh, China. In China, but they, they have. They, Apple's announced, right? We've talked about companies leaving China, and yep. Apple has said, "Yeah, we will be. We will be manufacturing in India as well." So they have decided that they are going to diversify their manufacturing and keep it out of just being in one spot. So well, bad news, China. Yeah. No. Exactly. So yeah, I, th- I just thought that was pretty interesting because it's you know like like what do you do for app like like what do you do for those big companies aside from just grow you know with with, with gdp well you know like there's no, yeah, there's no to, pockets to, of the uh, global economy for you to crack into anymore no you have to what you have to do is try is try to find value and try and, and try and create value for your customers and um with some companies that's really really easy you know amazon creating value um they they've gotten in some places for certain things they'll do same day delivery right so like yeah. that's creating value uh, Apple tried taking away the um, headphone port. That doesn't create value. That, no. that pisses your customers off. Oh, you changed your charger, so we have to buy a new charger. That doesn't create yeah. value. Short of like being like, oh, yeah, well, now your phone charges in three minutes. Okay, that creates value. It's a whole new thing. It's a value add. You have to change the technology for well, that. The premise was, they just go, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, well, the premise of all that was, all right, well, now you have to buy the Apple headphones or the Apple AirPods or whatever that is, right? Which well, are very exactly. overpriced headphones. but. Yeah, the connect- but that doesn't create value for me as the patron, as the customer. That doesn't create value for me. No, no, no. It cre- <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. As the customer, I'm just like, cool. Now I have to buy new shit. I know. Great. Yeah. So now I'm being squeezed again. Okay. Well, thanks yeah. for that. You know, it's it's literally it's um as Arlie Army would say it's uh it's it's not it's getting it's getting fucked and not getting the reach around <laughs> courtesy of the reach around. Nice. Okay. All right. Thanks, Arlie Army. But. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just thought that was, I thought I thought it was really interesting. I, I like I, I don't know why that story fascinated me so much. But I think just, I think it no. might I think it might show sort of a it might show a popular opinion that, that Apple has maybe run its course and that people are going to start treating it like a normal company again. They had a good twenty year run where yeah. whatever they put out, like someone was going to line up and get it. But maybe maybe people have finally burned out on it and they've been like you know what the iphone 15 isn't gonna be that 14 wasn't that different from the 13 no, it wasn't that much better well and that's why i said like i mean who's really like like honestly like who, like the iphone 15 who like who you, like i have the iphone 14 
Am I going to get the iPhone 15? No, I'm never going to get the iPhone 15. No. You know? You're going to skip a few generations. Like, that's my thing. Is like, exactly. You skip a few generations. Generally speaking, my view is you should skip two generations between phones. Exactly. Unless phones are coming out really slowly. Yeah, which is or why. Or you damage, which, or you need to get a new, or you need a new phone. Yeah, which is why I said, like, earlier, like, it was like, what did I say again? It was something like, you know, like, who's who's really on the iPhone market? IPhone 6. Yeah, who's really on the market for this? iPhone 6 holders, right? <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm not buying the iPhone 15, you know? So, like, they're not creating any value for themselves or for me in that sense. Yeah. You know? And, no, and I think, it all, like, on top of, like, this notion that uh, that people are going to start treating it like a, it's a normal company, I think it just echoes, like, this really tired investor sentiment towards these large cap companies that if you were a part of the large caps from the beginning of the year until now, like, congratulations, you've had a great year. But I don't know. It, it just seems it seems like it, it, people are tired of, of this bull run. Like, especially yeah. this year, no one, no one expected this bull run this year. Like, everybody I've talked to um, that works in finance, that doesn't work in finance, everybody, everywhere, was not expecting this giant, massive bull run no. from the large cap techs. No, and, I've, and yeah. I've said kind of since, really since 2020, I haven't seen good news yet. It's, it's, it's less true now. I have, like, now yeah. there is better news. It's, it's not what it was in 2020 when it was, oh, the, the news could be worse, so we're going to treat it as good news. It's like, well, it's still bad news. You need to react to the bad news. Like, yeah. as bartenders. As patrons, we definitely want to advocate for a 3 a.m. bar close. <laughs> but as bartenders, boy, are we happy it's two. Yes. Right? Oh, for sure. 100%. Right? So it's like, it's like yeah. We should stay open till three. But if you vote that way on Monday and Tuesday, when you're at work on Friday and it's open till three and you're like, what? why did I do this to myself? Well, odds are too, like if you're, you know, a lot of, how many times have you like been a bartender and been like, gosh, I really hope this person doesn't ask for another drink. I really hope they don't, because like, I don't want to turn them down and say no. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, I don't want to get in trouble, you know, because oh, yeah. like, you could. So yeah, th- th- there's that whole issue too. Um, and, and that's, that's, you know, the, the the 2 a.m. cutoff time, or I guess, you know, depending on the bar, like bar 140, close, yeah. 145, last call. Well, I just mean like when, when the bar has to stop selling is like two. Right. And it's like, oh, we could let's stay open until three. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, exactly. And every, and every year we get that shot, right? We, we at, at fall back, we can, it, it's 1 a.m. again. We can stay open until two legally, but no bartender ever is like, yeah, why not? Every bartender I know is like, no. We're close. I know. I'm always like, go home. <laughs> like it, well, those nights when I worked, I've always been like, I'm closing, but I'm gonna go find the place that's open. So I'm gonna go find the guy like, that isn't me. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna go find. I'm gonna go to the place like the tavern, the industry place, and just be like, all right, I want a Miller High Life and a JMO. Let's yeah, go, an industry place that's telling everyone they're closed, but you walk in in your industry and you're like, hey, can I get two really quick? And they're like, we're not actually closing. I know exactly. But uh, yeah, speaking of the news too. CPI came out last week as we released the episode. Yeah, and it did. was it better than expected? Worse than expected? I don't know. I'd I like to say that it was better than expected, but you know, whose expectations are expected? Yeah, but whose expectations right. are these, anyways, right? Yeah, so. you know, here's the thing CPI, so three tenths of a percent month over month. Here's the thing CPI didn't really change. That's how I view it. it, no. it this is a rounding error. Because it's 4.3% expected, 4.3% gotten, two-tenths of a percent um, estimated, three-tenths of a percent received. So it's like, well, if you're estimating two-tenths and 4.3% and you get three-tenths and 4.3%, that's rounding. That's just where are we rounding. All right, creeped up a little bit. Yeah. Well, okay. But either way, like, so I'm seeing that it came at at 3.7% from a year ago, right? Year Mm. over year, which is still like, 
you know, if you think about it, a, a real like an interest rates, Fed funds rate, as we all know, is at 5.25%, five, you know, like 525 to 550 is approximately what, what uh, the Fed funds rate is at. So you're getting a real positive interest rate, which a year ago was kind of what we talked about, what the Fed wanted. Well, um, it was critical. We needed critically. We needed that. Yeah. That was just like to make sure that the, that the U.S. You know, citizen, you know, the normal person in the U.S. can actually save their money away and still beat inflation. Yeah, it doesn't have you know? It doesn't have to spend it to beat inflation. Yeah, it doesn't right? have to, it doesn't spend have to it. fuel inflation to beat inflation. Yeah, it doesn't have to spend it or it doesn't have to gamble it, right? Like that. <laughs> so, exactly. so, you know, so, so we're, we're getting that at least. But, you know, like we mentioned last week, the Fed isn't obviously isn't happy with just that result, right? Like apparently yeah. they, they still want that 2%, you know, which is why they're still gung-ho about um, taming inflation, you know. And, and that's kind of like why we last week, essentially, all we talked about was why not 3%? What's wrong with 3%? It's still well lower than historical average. It's still 25% lower than historical average inflation prints. So that's kind of what we talked about last week. But right now, um, you know, with, with, with CPI coming in, you know, we kind of have much more clarity on, on where the Fed is at. And on top of that, this week, the big thing for this week, I think the big economic event for this week is that the Fed is coming out with their, their new rate decision. Tomorrow. Absolutely, that is tomorrow. So they'll be doing that on the twentieth of September. Yep. It's currently the nineteenth. So, mm-hmm. all right, we've seen we've yep. seen basically all the publicly available data. Um, what do you think they're going to do? Uh, uh, nothing. I, that's it. They're not, they're not going to do anything. They're not going to raise. I think you're right. Uh, they're not going to do anything with cap requirements. I don't like. There's nothing they're going to do. They're just going to. Yeah. Yeah. There's like. I, mean, I, I don't see them raising it, at least. Yeah. But like, okay. So that with the Fed funds rate, they're not going to do anything. But like, wh- like, what else on top of whatever facilities that they have can they possibly do? They, you know? They, I think they'll. I think they will change language. Let me phrase this. They will change language. They always change language. Always. Okay. Fine. Yeah. I think they will change their language in a slightly more hawkish direction. I think they will try to suggest rate raises. To get the market to get to get the economy to react accordingly, to get banks to react accordingly, to like have them start to price it in, start to take the action against it. Okay. Um, okay. So what do you think? About, it, so the, the Fed dot plot, right? So like it, they yeah. talk about this all the time. So the Fed dot, just just for clarity, the Fed dot plot is essentially it's, it's a chart, it's a dot plot that shows you where each FOMC member uh, where they think interest rates will be by the end of the current year. Two consecutive quarters, or two, sorry, two consecutive years after this one, right? So, yeah. Like, so each dot and, on the dot plot is like, you know, you'll see Bostick's got, you Bostick's thing, and then you'll see Kashkari's thing, and then you'll see, you know, Mayor Daly's thing, or whatever it is, right? So that's that's dot plot. Do you do you how much do you think that shifts? Do you think that FOMC committees members do you think that they move the dot plot kind of closer to zero, or do they move it higher? I closer think to five point five. Oh, <laughs> that's guess. tough. I think they. I think they have to move it closer to five five. Okay. I think they have to. Yeah. Or, um, or not at all. I, th- I think it's like it's between not at all or not and, at all. Yeah, between not I at all and closer to five five. That's that's where I. I think. don't think they move it down. And so yeah. here, so here's kind of why. And it has to do with unemployment numbers. So one of the great things is so Nebraska put its unemployment numbers out today. Two percent. Two percent. Two. National average three eight. So Nebraska is the best state in the world. I swear to God. There's two or three that are better in terms of unemployment. But to be fair, I'm pretty sure they're also much smaller in population. I I mean, who who cares? Like, who cares about those two states? Nebraska is the best. It's definitely up there. 
I, I'm just saying just the best state I, in in general. Like, you know. It's a fun state of being. Like, let's put it, that it, it really is. It really is. It really I love it. Um, I love the state of Nebraska so much. There is so no much. place like Nebraska. Mm-hmm. As one might exactly. say in a game. <laughs> there are plenty of football teams um, like Nebraska's football team, but that's <laughs> more or less the point. <laughs> There's only one big red. Let's put that exactly. Way. But the um, hey, volleyball teams. I mean, we're, that's a different story. So you know, like we're a volleyball school yeah. now. So hey, have been for a few years. <laughs> yeah, for thirty but, years. Yeah. Yeah. No. But beyond that, yeah. I, I, if we look at the unemployment numbers, yeah. also federally, what we can see is uh, they haven't changed year over year. So they're still three three point eight percent. They were three point eight percent last year in August. They're three point eight percent this year in August. And all that says is that all the Fed changes every every hike we've seen since last year in August has had zero effect on unemployment. That's yeah. a, a, that, is, that is substantial evidence, or that is substantive evidence that there's room to hike. And, yeah. and, I, well, and, and, and Aaron, we're both of us looking to buy houses, so we don't want the markets to hike. No, 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 no. So 100% agree with you on that. But I like to, to suggest that the Fed action in the last... Let's, let's just call it two years. I, like, I, don't, I don't want to round. I don't want to, sure. just, I don't want to be too... Like 20, 20 months, last 20 months. No, yeah, last, last two years, right? So the uh, last two years, the Fed, I think, th- there's no way that you can say that this 550 basis point rate hike had no effect on employment. But if you just look year over year, you're absolutely right. Like if you just took two snapshots. Well, that's what I mean. Right, yeah. It's, that's it's, what I'm saying, know, year so, over year. Yeah. Well, it's everything but, between last August and present August. Exactly. It's like, oh. Because like we, we had the fluctuations between last August and this August. But now, if you just look at this August, last august mm-hmm. you, like you're looking at it and going like all right so not much has changed you know is the it cyclical reacted, well yeah is it cyclical everything is it reacted cyclical? and yeah we got back to a we and we got back to the same equilibrium point we got back to the same stasis point exactly so it's like okay well there's room to for lack of better terms there's room to squeeze there's room to there, there is yeah there's, st- there's still water left in the sponge to squeeze out now i'm not saying yeah. that it's a good idea to squeeze that out that's not what but, I said. Yeah, yeah, but but no, I, I hear what you're saying. So like, you know, I, I'm I'm just saying to kind of further what you're saying, <laughs> it's just given everything that's happened with with Fed action and how the economy has kind of played itself out, and we've gone through like it's not like the economy is the same last August and this August. Like like for instance, we already had a banking crisis. We had you know commercial real estate. Now it's so much worse than it was last last August. But like oh yeah, other things like like manufacturing. Last August and this August, it went through its cycle. It it kind of had its it, its its moment of reckoning, and it's kind of coming out of it, you know. And it's still too early to tell. But so I I don't know if we're coming out of that many that, that manufacturing reckoning or not. But um, we, we could be. Well, I can tell you I can tell you this: manufacturing is going to take a hit in September. Period. Um, because UAW went on strike. Oh yeah, UAW went on oh, strike wow. this week. Uh, during union contract negotiations. So. Is manufacturing going to hit a hit in September? Absolutely. Looking at auto, at what UAW is doing. Um, so UAW, the United Automotive auto, Workers, yeah, auto workers, yeah, um, United Auto so they, Workers. They're manu- car manufacturers in the U.S. Um, they have gone on strike. I don't think it's a general strike yet. I think it's still um, pretty low, not like localized, localized, but yeah. So right now it's a targeted strike. So as of as of as of the nineteenth, it's still only a few locations, but they're saying, hey, look. We will go general strike. We will totally walk out if you don't yeah. come to the table. Neither side is really bending on that yet. It'll probably happen. Either way, it's going to yeah. affect manufacturing. You know, it's, it's really interesting because on the one hand, I think the union is probably right yeah. to demand more 
um, when they say things like, you know, you're, reco- you're reporting record profits, um, can't help but notice that you're not offering our guys more money or better money. And my response is, as a union is like, if I was the union, I'd be like, well, you can't have record profits without us. Keep us happy and we can keep getting you record profits. It's not that fucking hard. Yeah. Like, you know, that's pretty fascinating. I had no idea that they went on strike. So I really appreciate you telling yeah. me about that. Um, but, you know, to k- kind of bring it back to what we we're talking about. You know, I do think that will slow down manufacturing. So, like, you know, like, that's why I said, like, I don't think we're out of the woods in the PMI data yet on, on the manufacturing data. Oh, yet. no, I, I was just saying, like, we're going to see a hit that isn't like that's a hit that's not going to be uh, resource related. That's a hit that's yeah, purely yeah. human related, like purely human caused. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you just don't have the capacity, whether it's human capital or anything else, if you just don't have the capacity to make as many cars as you want to make, that's that's certainly going to affect manufacturing orders. Uh, for the month of oh, August, yeah. but yeah, if that like, orders, it'll affect your ability to fill them. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think to your point, you know, I, I like if you look, if you look at a snapshot of the economy from August of last year, and and you know, snapshot of the economy uh, of you know August of last month, mm-hmm. you know, I, I certainly think it's it's safe to assume, given all the changes, the Fed does have more room to tighten. Now, when I say tighten, I don't mean raise rates so don't confuse that with with the other thing but no, like, they have they have a lot of other tools we've talked about those so they can yeah. raise cap requirements they can close lending facilities they can yeah change overnight rates even oh yeah yeah exactly um, without ra- without raising the general rate they could just change the overnight facilities and oh yeah like, well we're gonna do things that only affect you yeah exactly to regulate your business they yeah, can so if you need um, money in a pinch it's not like you can just you know just j- jump to the overnight facilities without just rock on up yeah yeah they, they could um, also tell banks that if they if they cross certain lines on cap requirements that they forfeit bonuses like we talked about that yeah um yeah exactly but i think you know just at, at a basic level if you just leave rates here that technically is tightening i think right now because like the mm-hmm. entire economy is still kind of catching up to this this crazy yeah. drastic uh rate hiking cycle that we experienced last year so well the, hi- the highest interest rates we've seen in 20 years 25 yeah. years yeah. It takes a minute. So when I say like the Fed has more room to tighten, because if you look at employment data or unemployment data from last August, this August, and you compare it side by side, given manufacturing, given the bank fallout, given commercial real estate, if, if you just look at snapshot and think, okay, the Fed has room to tighten, well, let's just hold rates at five and a half. I mean, we could all agree that that's kind of tightening, right? Like nobody likes five and a half percent interest. If you need to take out a I new loan. Don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I like it in the sense that like, you know, I can plug my money into like, you know, short term treasuries and get a 5% yield, but at the same time, oh, yeah. you know, I, I like <laughs> as someone that's also as trying a, to take as on an a loan, investor, I can see benefits to this as a, cons- as a consumer of there we loans, go. Yeah, absolutely. Not. <laughs> there right? we go. No, it's, it's, I don't, I don't care for it one bit. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's to, uh, to use it, an awful sports analogy to your, um, <laughs> To, to what your description of tightening is, I'm not asking you to run faster. I'm asking you to keep running at the same pace. Yeah. And it sucks. Like, right. Like, oh, I thought I was only be running for 100 yards. Now you're asking me to run for 300 yards and not slow down. That's different. That's going to be that's gonna, that's gonna, that's going to be really tough. I mean, think about it this way. Like, how long personally can you run at 18 miles an hour for? How many right? how many reps like, at 50 pounds on the bench can you get versus how many reps can you get at 150 pounds? Yeah. I'm not increasing the weight. I'm just asking you to keep bumping them out. Yeah. Well, hang so, on. This right that workout that return eventually it starts to Yeah, exactly. Strain. So, 
And, and, and I think if you keep the engine running like this, it's just like, yeah, it, it's, it's going to wear the engine out. So to the original, original point, you know, I swear to God, this comes full circle somehow. But the original, original point to your question of what do I think the Fed is going to do this, this, <laughs> this week? I think absolutely nothing. Let's keep it the way it I is. Think- like, what's, what's the point in hiking right now? Like, do you really want to crush the bond market that bad? Like, if you, if you actually hike, you're, you're going you're to kill the bond market. You know, if you move the dot plot further on, like if you, if you expand the dot plot a little bit, yeah, that, that could crush bond markets, but not really. Not in the sense that like if, if you hiked, that would actually, crush, that would actually, like you're directly going to crush the bond markets. But if you expand the dot plot closer to 550, that's not going to crush the bond market. Like no, no bond investor is going to sell everything that they have because they saw the no. dot plot got a little bit bigger. Yeah, no, you know? I absolutely agree with you. They, uh, <laughs> They, they, they're not going to sell their portfolio off. They might change how they've allocated it and they might change how they've organized it, but yeah. maybe change their, their buy-sell marks, but they're not going oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to dump yeah. out in the same way you would if there was a race. I think you're absolutely right. I, I agree with you 99%. And, the, only, and the, the, the little asterisk is they'll change the, la- other than the dot matrix, they'll change the plot. Um, okay. They'll, uh, or they'll change their dot plot. They'll change the um, they'll change the language okay. going forward. And they'll like so, okay. So how committed do you think they'll still be to that two percent target rate? Do you think that they stretch it to two to two and a half? Oh Just, no! Really? Okay. Wow. Stubborn. 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 Little I thing. think I think that they have to stick to two. Um, Why? And because uh, so, they don't want to be cowards or what? <laughs> I think that might be it. I think I think it's that they don't want. I think the Fed has kind of the economy by the. They have like a tiger by the tail. Yeah. No, they do. And it, it, it's been and it's been they, this way for the last three years, and everybody's tired of it. It has so. been. But up until now, they've been saying, "Oh no, my house cat. No, it's fine." But now they've. <laughs> no, it's a tiger. We all know it's a tiger. They know it's a tiger. Like they're, they're like an animal control guy that's barely, that's like, no, I'm fine. The mm-hmm. alligator, it's fine. No, it's, it's okay. I No, stay there. It's going to be fine. Oh, um, my gosh. Uh, what can I say? Florida. Um, <laughs> it happens. But yeah, yeah, it's one of those things. And they're, if, if they admit, like, if they admit, oh, no, actually, we're going to have to retarget to 2.5%. I think that so the calculus they're doing is the admission that they have to change their mark and that they can't control and that they're not willing to use the tools to bend the economy into submission, like to, yeah. to bend the economy to their will. I think that admission would panic markets. No. Uh, just, OK, well, so I might disagree with you on that one. Uh, um, when I say OK, panic might be the panic's the wrong word. OK, yeah, it, it's not panic. It would. Um, Panic is there's an implication of bad there. Okay, it's like, like a euphoria. Okay, or yeah, it it would it would be it would be chaos, and it could be great, it could be awful, it probably would be both, but it would be chaos. <laughs> it would be um, it would be it's a I Husker see, game day. They just beat who's the t- who's the hardest person on the schedule this season? Michigan, probably Michigan. Uh, we're not going to beat Michigan, but if we like, Michigan's going to Nebraska Mich- just beat Michigan. Might someone win, might win the national. Someone big year. and someone ranked at home, right? So like Nebraska just beat someone big and ranked at home, and you're and the police like I don't know. You're walking back, and the police openly admit that they will not be doing anything about A, B, C, or D. 
they're just going to prevent drunk driving and people from dying in the streets. If they said, we're not going to break up fights, we're not going to do this, we're not going to do this. Oh. We all know they can't. Like, we all know they, they can't don't, do it. They don't have the manpower, yeah. They don't have the manpower to do it. They can't be there. Lincoln has 150 mob cops. Meta- mob mentality, right? yeah. But the second the mob knows, it's chaos. It's just madness. No, yeah. so that's, that's what I mean. And I like, like, you can't admit, like, like everyone knows that you're not going to do it. Okay, so. But you can't openly say you're not. Okay, so to take your analogy and to actually put it into market terms and economic terms, essentially what you're saying is, I, I think, and, and let me know if I'm completely misinterpreting this, but if they say that 2% target that we had a long time ago, like that's just not realistic, we're revising to 2.5, that means, generally speaking, much more easier monetary policy for the longer term. And because yep. of that, investors are going to just just go hog wild at buying everything that they have in sight because everything has been revised. So bonds, stocks, commodities, whatever it is, all that is just going to be yeah. bitted up to the tits like crazy. Yes. And, yeah. you know, like, okay. And, and you see, which, which is it, not it, good, it, which is not a good thing. That's not a good thing. That's, it's mania. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, you know, it's GameStop could be one of applied two. to like, that's GameStop MC, but applied to like a bunch of different asset classes. To bonds. everything. Because if that got and, applied to bonds, it's like, okay, like nobody likes it. Nobody likes bond volatility. Nobody. Even if it works in your favor, it's like, okay. Nobody like, wa- you don't want volatility. You've definitely, you've built your portfolio with using bonds to offset other volatility because bonds yeah, are not volatile. This is your cornerstone, all right? So, and, and you kind of build your positions around this, this, this bond portfolio that you've created. Like, yeah. bonds are huge. Bonds are, and just, just so you guys are wondering, like, bonds are, like, in case you guys didn't think bonds are, are like, I, I feel like most retail people just think bonds are not good investments or not sexy investments. Good like, and sexy aren't the same thing. No, they're not. Yeah, <laughs> bonds are very intricate. And there's so many different things about bonds that like you can't apply this strategy to equities. Bonds, are, I'm telling you, bonds are. So, I love bonds. Like I, I've never been so turned on for with bonds. Like until like I started selling for the CFA. Like I, it was like bond, I was bond, say, oh yeah, bonds are so awesome. I, I love bonds so much. I agree. Yeah, like because because like I mean, there's so many different risk profiles and there's duration and. Freaking credit risk. It's mm-hmm. so cool. Oh, volatility risk time. Yeah, yeah. yeah dude. It's, dude, and then it's, and then it's like, what are we gunning for? Are we, are we, are we here for coupon? Yeah. Or are we here for, um, yeah, dude. And then, you, and then you start going to loan obligations. Capital appreciation. What are we, what are we rating for? Yeah. And then you start going to like loan obligations and you start going to like, uh, hey, did I buy it, these? Like embedded, embedded options and stuff. Oh my God. Some of the so really great ones are like, especially like secured bonds when it's like, are we actually trying to buy, are we actually trying to make money off the bonds or oh. do we want the piece of machinery that these are bonds are secured by? Are we trying to buy this machine at a discount in a fire sale situation? Yeah. Because sometimes or, the answer is yes. <laughs> or, or, or like the strip mall or whatever it is. Like it's, you know, like bonds. Yeah. Are, yeah I'm telling you, like, I'm, I'm trying to get like, bonds are super cool. Okay, but anyways, in the in the nerdy way, they truly in like the, the nerdiest way, and I love it. Yes, yeah. yes, no, they're great. Exactly, dude. Thank you, James. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate no, I'm you coming with you. I'm with me. you on bonds, yeah, hundred percent. Because like I do, like I'm telling you, like I, I feel like retail investors, like retail investors, love options, and I can talk options all day. I love options too. Yeah, you but can. like, dude, but bonds from like an institutional perspective of like 
Because, like, I mean, who really buys bonds? Like, you know, pensions and 401ks yeah, and mutual funds. Right? Like, and insurance. Yeah, insurance. Like, it's like, they're the ones that buy bonds. So, like, nobody cares about that, right? You just kind of trust that they know what they're doing. But, like, I'm telling you, it's, there's so much to understand about why they select the bonds that they put into their portfolio. But anyways, so lo- long way of be saying, like, if they do say, all right, 2% target inflation rate is no longer valid, let's raise that to 2.5%. I think, I think that would just create so much mayhem for the bond market. You know, oh, and, yeah. And, yeah, and for the equity market, I, I, I think to your point, I, I hear what you're saying in the sense that, like, it's just going to be, like, off limits, no holds barred. And it's just... Yeah, it's very much that... Um... You remember that last night before before the COVID shutdown? Oh yeah, the night where we took the, where we took the very first drunkenomics picture on that couch and cigars. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, with our beers. Legendary picture, yeah. It is. It's a great photo. It encompasses us perfectly because we're drinking beer, having a great time. My hair is obnoxious, and Aaron so looks mine. good. No, come on, <laughs> come on, dude. It's, um, entertainingly, that picture was only barely posed for. <laughs> It really wasn't. We were just hanging out, and then yeah. we're like we just playing like, chess. Can we take just, a photo really fast? Yeah. And we're playing chess, smoking cigars, um, drinking whiskey, and then hey, so, someone take a picture. But do you remember, like, it's it's late. Um, it's this, it's this. People are out. No one cares. The police don't care. The police yeah. at that point were just like, we're not going to deal with it. We're not doing this. We're not. We're not going to be dealing with this shit because they have to be shut down and detained the next day. Yeah. So no one closed down. The police didn't say they weren't going to come in. And shut everything down that was open, violating the curfew. But everyone knew. Yeah. You can't. You just can't do it. There aren't enough of you. And the city won't let you. You just, you can't. Right. And so the, the Fed, the Fed in this case is the police. It's, it's, it's really is kind of what they are. It's, if it's, if it's a speed trap of two cars, they can't stop all eight. Yeah. But they do, you still pull people over. Yeah. You yeah. just don't. You just you don't just admit, hey, we're not going to enforce the laws on this road. So, okay, so street. okay, so in that um, case, do you think the Fed, instead of saying, you know what, we need to revise our our inflation target to two and a half percent, instead of jumping straight from two to two and a half percent, do you think they say we might need to revise our inflation target of two and a half percent to something a little bit higher? But we'll let you know what we think, right? So like that kind of like mystery. I, I said that. Yeah, I don't know why I said so, that word. Mis- mystery. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw say his, of, um, hysteria and whatever. Uh, not not quite yet. Um, but, uh, you know, what? I don't know if this week. Um, I don't know if they bring up that kind of ambiguity now. No, um, no, no, no way. They, yeah, I think they stick to we're still committed to two percent, and then maybe by December they'll stop talking about two percent. If if we're gonna go to a raise a raising that situation, okay, we'll but, stop talking about two percent. Okay, and then maybe yeah. sometime in March the, they'd say like, you know, given current economic conditions and given reality, um, we've been forced to conclude that our goal of two percent is in the is in the medium to is in the short to medium term not not reachable in a in a painless fashion. And so they'll they'll say something along the lines of we have to raise our target. Deal with get there as painlessly as possible, and then once we're there, maybe we'll get back down to that two percent. But I think that I think that two percent is they should get divorced. I don't know. Okay, yeah. So I I can tell you seeing the faces that I'm making, but uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so one, I like where your head's at. I, I I like the sense that they say at some point we need to given the economic conditions of what we're facing right now. That two percent just isn't feasible in the in the, in the short term. A target rate just is not 
attainable. So we need to revise that. I 100% think that that might actually happen, especially if they want to actually see soft landing. If they, there is a chance that they say, you know what, soft landing, who cares? Nobody cares. Back just, to the belly flop. Just just 2%, which in that case, then it's like, okay, well, why didn't just freaking like cut the foreplay well, then? But, but, but to, you know, to, to your point, right? Like, I don't think the Fed can hold out till March to, you know, to what you said. I think. Oh, I don't some, think they can either. Oh, okay, okay. I, I know you're kind of using March as a, as a soft <laughs> example, but yeah, like, I think. I'm just saying, we'll know, we'll know that that's what's going to happen when they stop talking about 2%. Yeah. Well, I, okay. So, okay. I, I guess for this week, moral of the story is let's see how much, how often they bring up 2% and then we'll, and then we'll, let's just kind of try and gauge we'll what kind of interest that they have in that 2% target rate the rest of the year. But I do think earlier in the year, next year, they're not going to say anything about, they're not, that there's no way they're going to pivot away from that 2% target rate before the end of the year, I think. No, so no, no, no. Uh, th- if they'll the- stop talking about it, but if they're going to, they'll stop talking about it yep. by December. And then maybe, yep. maybe in like February, January, February, somewhere in there, they'll, well, they yeah, might, I, they might bust it out in December, but yeah. I don't think so because they don't, they won't, they'll, they'll want to see holiday sales data yeah, before well, they make that call. Yeah. And I, th- I think we all know, like nothing happens in the month of January, like nothing economically happens in the month of January Look, anyways. One so. of my favorite magazines is Bicycling Magazine, which yeah. I know is so stupid. <laughs> they only put out 11 issues a year. January, February is a combined issue because <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing, dude, nothing to talk about. Dude, nothing happens in the um, month of January. It's just like, it, it's just no, NFL playoffs, college football. Three things happen in the month of January. Yeah. Bartenders get angry. Bartenders don't get paid. And this, <laughs> what? Do we get Super Bowl or is that February? Super Bowl's February, February. But we get, we, so. We like, get college football only, playoffs. I guess we get college football, we get college football playoffs and that's it. That is the, I, I, in, Aside from birthdays or whatever it is, you know, because I don't want to offend anybody that was born in January. Except for birthdays do. and all that kind of stuff. Like, just kidding, guys. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm I know. Just... I know. With several birthdays or whatever, like January is literally just college football, and then nothing happens in January. And then so, it's March. At some point, we're like, oh, it's yeah. March already, huh? Yeah, because February is very short, and it's just the Super Bowl, and then it's a hangover for three weeks, and then it's March. So that's kind of how every year starts. Nothing happens except for college football, and then that's that's what, that's what it is. So yeah, but uh, with that. If you're in that phase of life where nothing's really happening for you, I would strongly encourage you to check out something that could make your life a little bit more exciting, a little bit more invigorating, and that is... Drunkonomics.myspreadshop.com. That's what it is. That is a Um, fantastic website. It's where you can find some of our sweet custom merch. It looks good on the beach. It looks good in the boardroom. Uh, looks good everywhere. Frankly, we've seen it in both, guys. <laughs> yes, we at have. some point, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna bring like one of the hats, and I'm just gonna start like, I'm gonna leave it at work, and I'm just gonna see how long it takes for for my coworkers to go, what the fuck is that? Yeah, dude. It, it's definitely gonna be. Gonna be it's like, gonna be that's, funny. That's awesome. That sounds awesome. Let's. Uh, what is this? I want. I want part. I want a part of this thing. Absolutely. You know? But yeah, I was like, say, like speaking of like when it gets cold or whatever else. Yeah, exactly. Check it out. Get it's some hoodies awesome. there. But from there, we will also have tip jar you know we're all bartenders by trade so anything in the tip jar is very much greatly appreciated uh, by the by the both of us um Absolutely. so that is at patreon.com p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash drunkenomics d-u-n-k-e-n-o-m-i-c-s uh seriously anything there is greatly appreciated you can help us keep the lights on get the new cabinet stocked keep the fruit fresh what else am i missing 
ice cold. The ice frozen. I, that's um, ice frozen. The ice frozen. The hot. The honey warm. The um. The toddy's hot. There we Look, go. Thanks, man. Here's the thing. I'm not gonna make. I will never make fun of a drink. Yep. Never. Neither will I. I might think it doesn't taste good, but uh, but if you like it, rock yourself out. It's how we discovered the Powerball here. Oh. Entertainingly, not awful. I know, I, dude. Thank yeah, you, Gloria. Know, was it Gloria? I, I almost, I, I almost want to take the Powerball and I want to clarify it and see if it's better. Like, because there's something, and this is just me. There's something about like super creamy drinks that I'm just kind of like, yeah, one's good, but like I can't do more than one. Put some rum chata um, in it, dude. I don't know. What, uh, yeah, down the clap. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. Uh, yeah, seriously. Uh, with that, I really appreciate you guys joining along. It's a hot of my week drinking with you guys every single week. I'm sorry that I'm absolutely. missing out. Next week, I hope you guys can please forgive me. But with that, my encouragement to you is continue. I was going to say is, if you, if you can't do either of those things, look, just leave us a review. Like oh, us on yeah. your podcast app of choice. <laughs> and uh, it helps us find more people, helps more people find us. And I don't know. Sometimes they say Drunkonomics is the friends you made along the way. And I hate the fact that I just said that. No, it, no, it's, <laughs> I love the fact that you said that. Uh, to be fair, I do love the friends we've made along the way. I do. I love. I love all the friends we made along the way. Like literally everybody that I've met along the way has been fantastic. And seriously, um, if I'm ever in your city, I do want to meet up. I want to buy you a drink and uh, and pick perhaps, your brain. <laughs> yeah, perhaps like ten drinks actually, and and just you know have a jolly old drunkenomical time with you. But with that, hope you continue to fill and kill. Don't brag. Just say, what else am I forgetting? Fill and kill, don't brag, just say. Well, Aaron, you got, you're going to have to take this to heart because it could be two weeks, but you got to stay drunkenomical, my guy. That's what so it you is. You got to stay drunkenomical out there. Cheers, my friend. Cheers.